Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Hi there, this is Shanna. Today we are talking about how a sales funnel helps you consistently attract clients for your professional organizing business. First, let's talk about what a sales funnel is. A sales funnel is a series of steps that lead a prospective client towards a purchase decision composed of landing pages, blog pages, and retargeted ads, all in the goal of bringing your target audience through the funnel. So those are all kind of online marketing pieces of your sales funnel. But as a local small business, you're also going to have a lot of in-person live event visibility that you can also think of as part of your sales funnel. Why is a sales funnel important? First, There is more competition for your attention than ever before. Plus, we have more options than ever before in every single category of products, services, everything. It's kind of like a buyer's market in real estate. It's a consumer's market. Back in the olden days, if you wanted canned milk, Carnation might be one of the few brands that packages and sells it, and it might be the only option in the local general store of your pioneer town. Now, the exact opposite is true. At our fingertips, we have access to anything and everything we want. So it's our job as small business owners to solve a clear problem and clearly communicate how we solve that problem. To be able to communicate, we have to gain the visibility of our ideal clients. To gain visibility, we have to position ourselves and our services in front of prospective clients where they are and with what they're looking for. That part is kind of part common sense, part code cracking, part art, part science. But we know the problem clients are attempting to solve with professional organizing services. We know that they want to create efficiencies. They want to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, help their mornings flow better, help their households flow better. But really, when it comes down to that emotional piece of what they're solving is that they're really looking to make their lives simpler and easier. So then we have to think about the questions our clients are asking for us to be able to guide them from awareness into the consideration stage and then the decision stage, this is the buyer's journey, to make the phone call to schedule a consultation with you. This is the buyer's journey. The sales funnel is a visual representation of this process. If you talk to old school marketing professors, they're going to tell you that theoretically they're two different things, but they have some overlap. But to be completely honest, the marketing professor of 1985, or even if someone's still teaching sales funnels from 1995 or 2005 or 2015, it's probably outdated because things are constantly changing. Our world is constantly changing. What people have to offer is constantly changing and consumer behavior is constantly changing. What I've found to be helpful is whether you're early in your business or whether you're 
pretty far along in your business, but you're just kind of hitting some roadblocks on attracting new clients, it's helpful to cast a large net uh, and then review to see what's working. So what I mean when I say cast a large net is the top of your sales funnel, kind of where all of the people come in that are just becoming aware of you or becoming aware of your problem that or the problem that you solve. You can think of lots of different ways that they can come to you. So the top of the sales funnel might be things like, of course, your website. So blog posts, articles, anything that you feature on your website, that is top of the funnel. People are not going to see one thing from you and pull the trigger to schedule a consultation within 30 seconds. It's not going to happen that quickly. But you're they're going you're going to with your thoughtful process of your sales funnel and what your client is needing and how you can help them, you are going to guide them both through their buyer journey to go from awareness into decision to call you to schedule a consultation, but you're also going to take them through the journey of the sales funnel where the very top of the sales funnel is kind of most people. And then as you go further and further down into the sales funnel, you're offering different things that are uh, different kinds of content, different, different information that's going to take them a little bit further through the funnel to ultimately get them to click that schedule a consultation button. So what I find to be helpful in my years of helping small business owners is to cast a large net with lots of things lots of ways to be visible, and then review to see what's working and do more of that and cut out what's not working. Usually, it's a combination of efforts that do the trick in making people call for that consultation because it takes many touch points to move someone into an actual sale. These touch points can be social media posts, Facebook or Instagram ads, blog posts, being found for keywords, seeing someone refer you in a neighborhood Facebook group. All of these are different touch points. The sales funnel is a thought out approach on how to attract people in at the top of the funnel. Like I said, the most general of information, then guiding them farther and farther into your funnel to get them to the sale, get them to the schedule a consultation, and then into actually booking and paying for your services. What are the different stages of a sales funnel? Like I said before, kind of like the buyer journey, which goes awareness to consideration to decision, the funnel starts wide and general and then down into prospecting or awareness, then interest, then decision, then action, then retention. I'm going to link to an article in the show notes that describes each stage of the funnel um, in a little bit more detail. But to sum it up and to keep it simple, it's driving from awareness into interest, decision, action, and then retention. So let's talk about some tips for creating your own sales funnel. And again, the sales funnel is that visual representation. So if it's a chart, um, if it's something that you think about in your mind, I would recommend that you draw it out, put it in a chart. And I'll also, um, I'll I'll include some examples on um, the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about. I'll do a general sales funnel. And then in the next podcast, I'll do some specifics. 
So let's talk about the components of a sales funnel because I don't want to get too far into the weeds before I make sure that I describe this this process thoroughly. So some components of a sales funnel, a landing page, a website or a landing page on a website, something that captures their information. Another component is content created and shared in a variety of ways. You're going to want to post tons of content across all of your platforms, post blogs with infographics, videos, and other types of content. And this content should be answering questions that your ideal client has in various stages of the buyer journey. Next, make an offer or give them a reason to pull the trigger. Make an offer or give them a reason to pull the trigger. This can be a discount. It can be a promo. For instance, you can offer a 10% discount for anyone that books, for anyone that fills your calendar for the rest of the month because there's a sense of urgency and they get a discount. And so it's gonna make them want to act fast. Another thing you can do is you can give them added value. You can say, if you purchase a service by X date, then you get an extra half hour of consultation for free. Or maybe you have a plethora of product that you picked up on clearance somewhere that you are fine with letting a piece or two go per client. And maybe that's the the bonus, is that if you book by X date, then you get these extra pieces of product. You can also just make it a time sensitivity and a time urgency issue. So for instance, if you're halfway through the month or maybe you're booked six weeks out, but you want to be booked eight weeks out, what you can do is you can post or you can share in your email. You can say, hey, I still have X number of consultations available and X number of spots, organizing spots available for the month of blank. Call now if you want services to happen in June. Because a couple of things that you're doing there is you're letting them know that you're in high demand, so they better they better get on it if they want you to help them. And by also kind of projecting into the future a little bit, you can kind of paint the picture for them of what they would like their end of June to be like. And is it with an organized pantry and linen closet? Or is it still them messing around and trying to do it themselves or just ignoring the problem altogether? So when I say an offer, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't always have to be a huge discount. It's a reason for them to pull the trigger. Give them a reason to pull the trigger. Next component of a sales funnel is continuing the relationship. So continue to be a trusted advisor after you've closed the sale and provided your services. Send regular updates to clients via email. Make them aware of any new service you've launched or any discounts you're giving. And just continue to nurture them in a way that you are making them a fan of yours so they'll tell everyone they know about you and that they'll call you again when they're ready to tackle the next project. There's only two ways to get clients. One is to be found when they are looking specifically for your services. And two is making them think of you even when they're not. And by nurturing them, continuing that relationship in your sales funnel, that allows you to do that. So to recap, the components of a sales funnel are a website landing page, content created and shared in a variety of ways, make an offer or give them a reason to call you, and then four, continue the relationship. 
So if we back up, those are the components that help guide people from the top of the sales funnel when they're um, potentially becoming aware of you. It's your job to make them interested, make a decision, take action, and then retain them. And those are the components that you need in place to be able to do that. Landing page, content created and shared in a variety of ways, making an offer slash giving them a reason to call you, and then continuing the relationship. Also, I want to note, people enter your sales funnel at different stages in their own buyer journey. That's why it's important to offer a variety of content, answering questions, and positioning yourself as a credible professional solution with a clear call to action. This clear call to action might be a button that says, schedule consultation now. Make sure there aren't multiple calls to action vying for people's attention on a page. Sometimes it helps just to have someone else take a look at your website because you might have adjusted a few things and without realizing it, made several buttons on a landing page with equal emphasis because they're the same size of button, they're the same color, um, which means that the main call to action is no longer the main call to action. This was the case on a website I reviewed for an organized member recently. Kay had a call to action button that was call for a consultation but changed it when she decided she needed to offer an option for returning clients to be able to easily and quickly just add themselves to her calendar. And so without realizing it, she had actually changed the main CTA on the above the scroll portion of her homepage of her website because she had changed it to something that said existing clients. The main CTA on that page was something that wasn't even relevant for her new clients. It was something that could be put in the footer or put somewhere else so that existing clients could know where to find it. But at the top of your website, main page of your website, top of the scroll, you want that main call to action to be call to schedule a consultation or schedule a consultation if you're going to take them through an online booking option or an email process. Next, given the components of the sales funnel, you've probably figured out you need some tools. So here are some tools that you're going to need to plan out and implement your sales funnel. You're going to need a website or at least a landing page. You're going to need an email service provider social media accounts that are based on your ideal client. You don't have to be on all of them. You need a Google business account slash directory listing. You're going to need methods for sharing content, probably a blog feature on your website, sharing links on Facebook or LinkedIn, or something to be able to share links in your bio on Instagram. Some common tools for website are WordPress, Squarespace, Wix. If you aren't at a place where you can create a full website just yet, um, I would encourage you to do that, but there are solutions out there that you can just create a simple landing page um, to be able to at least capture people's information. For email, I recommend MailChimp or Constant Contact as email service providers. ActiveCampaign and ConvertKit are also options. They offer a little bit more complexity, which could be a good thing or could be a bad thing depending upon where you are. 
You're going to need a social media scheduler if you don't want to continuously log in to one or two accounts and post on the fly. Um, you can use a social media scheduler like later.com for Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and then one up for scheduling Google business updates. Of course, you can always go straight into those um, platforms. They all have a scheduler, a schedule capability on those individual platforms. But if you're posting to multiple accounts, it's really, really, really handy to just have a scheduler and post across platforms. And I highly recommend later.com. They have a free account that you can have a full social set. And I think there's, I think you can even post daily on those there's uh it's a their limit is very high so i recommend that so again that's later.com for social media scheduler and one up app for google business updates there are some tools that combine some of these functions like kajabi so for instance um they have a platform kajabi k-a-j-a-b-i Um, that allows you to host your website, manage your website, and then also integrate emails. Um, I'm not sure if with Kajabi, if, if I don't think it acts as a social media scheduler, but it does combine the website and email piece. Often people that use Kajabi are people that are also sharing courses in some capacity or selling courses. So for instance, if you have a um, an online course that you're creating and you're wondering if you should use Teachable or Kajabi or Udemy or what kind of platform you want to put it on, um, if you want an all-in-one option, Kajabi is great for that. But it might be overkill if you don't necessarily have a course created just yet. I've found that a lot of service-based small businesses and professional organizers specifically can utilize just these, these different pieces, make their sales funnel function without making it super complicated. And again, that's a website like WordPress or Squarespace or Wix, an email service provider like MailChimp or Constant Contact a social media scheduler like later.com and one up app. It can be as simple as that. That's going to be kind of your, your marketing tech stack. There are probably some other things that you want to utilize once you've moved a prospective client into a sale. You probably will have workflows. Dubsado is good for that. I believe Keep, K-E-A-P, is also something that pro organizers highly recommend. Those two platforms are great for business operation. They're not great for the marketing aspect. So I still do recommend MailChimp for the email marketing. Some things to keep in mind, there can be a lot of moving parts the more sophisticated your sales funnel gets, but start simply, then add to it as you can. For instance, maybe you don't have the bandwidth to be emailing clients and prospective clients a monthly or bi-monthly newsletter right now, but if you go ahead and set up the form from MailChimp on your website, offer people the opportunity to subscribe. You can be collecting those emails and building your email list for when you do have the bandwidth to send out a regular email newsletter. And remember, the goal is never to make things more complex than they need to be. The idea is that you build a sales funnel as infrastructure, and then you add on to it as you can and as you grow. But the idea is that once you get that infrastructure piece set up, 
you can evaluate and optimize it, but you're never rebuilding from scratch. And then it'll come to a point where the efforts that you made in creating these pieces will continually help you grow, like SEO, email service provider, all of those sorts of things you're going to be able to add on to, and these pieces will grow with you as your business grows. In next week's episode, I'll be sharing specifics for a professional organizer sales funnel, so you don't want to miss that. In today's episode, I really just wanted to give an outline of what a sales funnel is and how it helps you consistently attract clients. And like I said, in these show notes, I'll link a few articles so that you can see some visuals for sales funnels. That is it for today. If this is helpful, would you please give me a five-star review on whatever platform you are listening on? That helps people find me. Please and thank you, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at proorganizermarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.